The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash! <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> We're all employed. We're all employed. Unlike Russell Wilson's head coach. Wow. 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 This is Mike McCarthy's friend, sir. Uh, he'll be here next year coaching. What? Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Merry uh, Christmas, Nui. Well, well, I mean, I mean, Merry Christmas. Well, when Dad quit leaves and takes Marty, uh, Schottenheimer, he, he needs somebody to replace Schottenheimer. I mean, look. Ooh, if boy. It's one thing we know. I thought, we was playing t- I thought they was playing Tennessee this week. I thought. Look. look the Dad coach, Quinn's coach. getting a job. Coach, no, I agree. He's taking somebody with him. Coaches take care of each other. Yeah. This is an industry where, I mean, look look at Mike. I mean, who else is trying to hire Mike Nolan and make him a defensive coordinator? Okay. I mean, coaches <laughs> take care that. of each other. Is he coaching now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So ain't worked since. Ben, you know, Ben McAdoo, you know, went through his his issues. Bam, he's over here with Mike McCarthy as a consultant analyst. Then he went to Carolina this year. Uh, here comes Brian Schottenheimer in that spot. If you start to think about Brian Schottenheimer, what he did um, in Seattle, did a lot of good work, but it wasn't good enough for Russell because Russell wanted to cook more. Um, I could see Shotty getting a job. And then if Nathaniel Hackett doesn't go back to Green Bay, I could see him coming here, but. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say Nathaniel Hackett doesn't know football. He just not. He was not ready to be a head coach. Sure. And so Mike McCarthy can find value in bringing him in here, and I, I expect him to do it because this is what coaches do, man. They they take care of each other all day long. By the way, media mash. John Bashoni, the athletic. Is it taking care of uh, other guys, or is it uh, getting people on your staff that you can trust and will have your back? In a business where you got to be kind of looking around the corner. Well, I mean, you, two you're things not, can be true. <laughs> yes, yes, two things can be. You're not going to take. I'm just throwing out some f- food for thought. Two you're trying to create that viral true. moment. And see I, what you're you're not doing yes, exactly. I see what you're doing that's, over there. Exactly. That's what nep- <laughs> and, and part of it is nepotism. Sure, nepotism has your back too, but that doesn't mean it right. Make it right. Yeah, he's Clint Hill, four star Ke- Telegram. There's uh, Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Family. Sir, Scruggs, this is the Media Mash. All right, we got a whole lot to get to, but um, seriously. I would not be surprised if Nathaniel Hackett is here next year. Yeah, I would and he not shouldn't be. be. Uh, why? Well, because of what they've done the last few years. I mean, with McAdoo, like you said, with Schottenheimer, it's not going to be. I think when you say that, maybe some people are thinking, "Oh, it's like the offensive coordinator." I don't necessarily see it that way. Hey, look, Kellen Moore could get a job this offseason. You look at what, especially the I'm way looking they, at it from an analyst role is how and, why he would be here. And, and I'm I, and I'm just thinking there could be. And we don't know just yet, but I just think put it like this: I expect Nathaniel Hackett to have an opportunity here in Green Bay. Did good work in Green Bay, clearly, because he got himself a job, and Aaron Rodgers liked him, and we know Mike McCarthy likes him, and, and, and coaches take care of each other. Well, the problem with you know anything beyond the analyst role is he's never called plays. He didn't call plays in Green Bay. Jacksonville, he did. Well, he didn't call plays in Green Bay, and they didn't do well in Jacksonville, and he called plays in Denver, and they sucked. What you going to bring him to do? Analyze. He ain't coming. You, I mean, if, break if, that stuff if, down. If leaves, hey, Mike, here you go. He's not going to be the play caller. I mean, look. He's not going to be the play I, I, caller. I didn't sit up here and say he's going to be play. I just said He'll find him. He'll take care of I mean, him. spot. I, mean, I expect him to be here. He'll figure it out. He you, can do what Judd okay, Garrett did for Jason. I mean, he can do the something. Cowboys been to be rehab you let's, let's like Nick Saban relevant. in Alabama. Let's, do you expect Dan Quinn to be here? I don't. Next year, I don't. Right now, looking at what's out there, yes, you do. 
He's a, he's a favorite to be the Denver coach. Uh, I don't think, especially with Dan Quinn having seen the Russell Wilson show he up close. He knows Russell Wilson. Yeah, having seen the Russell Wilson show up close, I don't think he takes that job. How do you know and he it, doesn't think he can fix it? Right, I don't know. Or find somebody that he at least can come in there and fix yeah, it. Yeah, how do you know he doesn't like Russell Wilson and, and he won with Russell Wilson? Right. Okay, that's just me. This is, we asked my opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> so I don't think it's taking, taking that ring. job. You got a ring with Russell um, Wilson. Russell yeah, you know, and, and you know what? When they limited Russell Wilson, when Russ didn't cook, you know what Russ cooked? Russ cooked the menu and ingredients. It was right in front of him like <laughs> new apron. And, and, and that's what we did. It's, it's easy to say that. I may hear you, but I was there that in, day. In, in Russell's defense and okay. Seattle's defense of the last few years, they didn't have a defense. They didn't have an elite defense. They had to do things on offense. It's like, you know, it's like the Cowboys. It's one thing to say, like, at the beginning of the season, we're going to win with defense. It's going to be different this year. We're going to win with defense. We're not going to throw the ball. We're going to have to score 40 points. They did for a little bit like 15 that. 15 games later, are we winning with defense or are we having to score 40 points a game to, to c- compete? All right, dog team. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, it's easy to say, you know, let don't let Russ cook. Let's just focus on, de- you know, running the ball and being selective. It was when your defense ain't stopping nobody. But it was clear, okay, the last few years, Russell wanted to do more. He, they had and, to have him do more. They had no, they didn't have Richard Sherman. They didn't have Earl Thomas. They didn't have elite, elite defense. But that played into him wanting to lead and, and need. Yes. Okay. I'm not doing what I want to do. I want, you know, it's like a, like a basketball. I want more shots. I want the offense focused around. That's what he wanted. And so going to Denver, is that was that was a part of the play. He was going someplace where he could cook. Like Tom Brady getting away from, from Bill Belichick. I want to go someplace where I've got input and we do it my way. That's what Russ wanted. And I, my thing is, if I'm Dan Quinn, I don't know if I want to go deal with that. I understand that, but if I'm Dan Quinn, I know I'm better than damn Hackett. And I'm going to put a better system and coaching staff around them. And I got a defense already in place, too. In and they got, they got a pretty good defense. I'm going to put a better system around them. This is more about Hackett's failures and not deserving the job than Russell Wilson's failures to me. Because also, with all, they with, gave up, with all that Denver gave up to get Russell Wilson, I would think their next head coach, they're going to be looking for someone that's not going to go, hey, we got to get Russ out of here, and I can do this with the next quarterback. Yeah. Now, there will be guys that do that, but I think that they'll be looking for the guy that says, oh, no, no, I can fix Russell Wilson. I can fix I can, that. You have I can a guy in place work. that right. can come I, in I, here I, and help I, fix I Russ in that way. Right. Yeah. Because they did give up a lot for him. I don't know if you can just They're not getting rid of him. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to find somebody to work with him that wants to work with him, has a relationship with him. And Dan Quinn is an odds-on favorite to be one of the next Denver coaches. I'll be surprised if it's not Dan Quinn or, or well, Look, or Sean Payton, I guess, would be in that mix. Too. Sean Payton's not taking him. Sean Payton wants a proven quarterback, and that's not going to be it. But and Sean, if it's he, true, you're going to bring Fangio back into that situation? Yeah. In yes. He's a, pro- he is a proven quarterback. I mean, stop it. Um, so, so you're saying Dan Quinn going to take Brian Schottenheimer with him? Because Schottenheimer had him in, in Seattle. They put up a lot of points there. He, he, he did yes, well. I think. I mean, I if, think that's, that's, well, let's get to the next part of this then that I feel like nobody talks about. Then who's the next DC here? Joe Witt. Uh, we talked it's, about that on the players' lines many a time. It should be Joe Witt, and, and and we need to get our arms around what's going on with Joe Witt and his health situation because I think that could play a role. But it should be Joe Witt. Yeah, that's that's you know in house, and if it's not Joe Witt, uh, George Edwards will be someone else to look at. So uh, you can look in-house right. at some, some guys who are capable of doing the job here. Um, I definitely think you'd like to have somebody that's got an understanding of what you can do with uh, Micah Parsons and has been around here for it. So Witt's been around Let's here. Let's talk about Micah Parsons. And, and him. So, yeah, go ahead. 
number was, 11. He was interesting today in the locker room. I did not get to hear. Oh. I had to come in. He was a little sensitive in the locker room. Today. He was. Oh. You get to the sensitive part, I'll do the, I'll do the health update. So the, the health update is that he is at his locker, and he's got his hand, left hand, pretty heavily wrapped. And so he had a bandage on it on uh, Sunday. Uh, I saw when he took a picture with LeBron James. He was at the Mavs-Lakers game. And it looked like it was, you know, the type of bandage you'd have over a cut. You know, some type of something that needed stitches or something where there was some, you know, swelling that maybe, uh, you know, some type of injury there. But today he had it completely wrapped, said he was fine, you know, said it's just part of football, uh, no fracture, nothing like that, didn't need an MRI. Uh, so he's good. To, he says he's good to go. But it just it's another one of those things when you watch him play, it's pretty obvious that he's dealing with a lot of different things. He's not 100 uh, percent, which then leads to. Uh, part that Clarence was talking about. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of, you know, chippy and sensitive today about. Which we don't see him. No, he's like always been upbeat, you know, yeah. asking about defensive player of the year and whether he should be a candidate. You know, Nick Bosa's obviously the favorite. And he kind of, you know, I've been in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not going to worry about that. But we were talking about his stats and one sack in the last three games. And he kind of, somebody can do my job. They can, you know, come out here and do it. It's, it's hard and it's not just easy to do my job. And this wasn't the same. Peerless, you know, Michael Parsons. And I think the frustrations of the last few weeks are getting to him. He w- The injury report just came out, and he was added to it as limited uh, with hand. So um, that, you know, like I said, I mean, it was enough for him to participate, even though it wasn't a full practice. These practices this week have been basically like walkthrough-type practices. Uh, Tennessee's doing the same type of thing. Um, but, yeah, so he was limited today because of that hand. Okay, so piggybacking on what you two both said, we were discussing on the previous podcast, Players Lounge, about the final game. Assuming you beat Tennessee, Eagles beat New Orleans, you're locked in to, to your five. Washington, are you sitting guys for that game? Do you? And we, we talked about sitting a Micah Parsons for a game like that. What do you do? Yeah, you sit. Yeah, yeah for sure you sit. So, yeah. There's nothing to play for at that point. And, you, and I know you want to you know, stay fresh and – and I, I, the Cowboys have not fared well coming off buys, you know. <laughs> but you, you want to stay fresh and, 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 and healthy, and that's the best road to, because it's, it's, it's still a long road, and you got to be on the road throughout the playoffs. Uh, if there's nothing to play for, no positioning to play for, then you got to rest guys. I mean, at most, you play them the first half, at most, if that, and then everybody sits in the second half. Because I understand you're coming off of a, you know, you're going into the next round the following week. So if guys want to stay, oh, I want to, you know, have. But I'm talking specifically Parsons. Yeah, I'd sit him. I'd sit him. Oh, for he's the taking entire... a toll on his body. Yeah, yeah. you're going to sit Parsons. Not yeah. just Parsons. You just you yeah. know, you got Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, there's a number oh, of guys. Yeah. We, we went through Tyron Smith, but I was just, just mainly talking just oh, yeah, with about Parsons? having, yes, just, yeah. just one more thing because I didn't yeah. know he, he about needs the to, hand He right. needs to rest yeah. on his body. Yeah, I would sit him final week of the season. Yeah. Parsons for sure. Um, I'm good with sitting Leighton Vanderesh. Demarcus Lawrence. Van Der probably ain't playing to the playoffs anyway. So right. Okay, just, so that's fine. And then the other one, though, the new one added to this list might be Tony Pollard, who, just because this is, again, again today, injury report, same today as it was yesterday, except for the addition of Micah Parsons. But So since it was the same, it's a thigh issue with Tony Pollard, and he did not practice. Jerry Jones said this morning on 105.3 The Fan that he expects him to play. Uh, against the Titans, but that could be another you know, uh, a guy as well that maybe you sit in that game. But I, I kind of want Dak and T.Y. Hilton and some of these guys. I want them to keep playing. I know the offense is putting up numbers in that, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want a basically a buy 
going into that that first playoff game. I think that they should play. <laughs> now it doesn't have to be the entire game, but I would want them you, out you, there. You want to give some snaps, but you, you got to err on the side of caution with, yeah. with the health. Sure. I would say, like I said, the first half. If we're talking about the offensive rhythm yeah. and the way they've been playing, let them play a half and then send them the right. Because I don't want to risk, as Clarence talking about, the injury for a meaningless football game. But if they want to continue to get some snaps, yeah, play them in the first half. And, and depending on how things go, Washington might be playing this game for a chance to, to, to make the playoffs. Uh, they're in last place right now. They so are 7-7-1. Seven, Mike seven McCarthy one. is going to sit everybody so that Green Bay can't get in and Washington can win? That, <laughs> are you going that far? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, look at there. Boom. Look at there. Delicious. Wow. Delicious, delicious, delicious. It's happening. It's happening. You're starting man. quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, Ben did and, 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 and Jared Jones is partial to Washington. With Dan Snyder too, so wait a minute now. A a minute. Washington now. <laughs> I was cool with what Michelle said. Anyway, right, let's, uh, let's be honest. Oh man, keep Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Yeah, I just am amazed that they are keep at this Aaron particular Rodgers spot now at this point of the season. What? Yeah. After all the struggle, and talk about with Green Bay losing five in a row, and now still have a chance to make the playoffs. If they, you know, why I really feel that when you way. You added an extra seed in there. That's what you're going. We add an extra playoff team. That's what you're going. I mean, we're, we're, we're going talking about a Green Bay Packers just dead in the water right. though. After you know that five game losing, I mean, but, you don't, but you don't. But you don't add the extra playoff team. They're not in in the water. I mean, yeah. you yeah. know. And and again, the other teams, Washington, New York, we know they're not good. Right. Let's right. be honest. Now you may we were, we were talking about you know until they lost to Carolina, we we're talking about Detroit being that team. Yeah, come on. But yeah. Detroit had won what six out of seven at that point before getting blown right. out. But by even Carolina? even if a, a, a Detroit won out or Washington or New York, you're going to take them over that possibility of having to go through whether it be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, just because you yeah. do not want to yeah. give them a chance. To, to get be, hot at the yeah. right time. Right. Yeah. Let's not act like Cincinnati was just, oh, they got the Super Bowl because they were just the best team. No, they got the Super Bowl because things were clicking at the right time. They were playing well at the back end of the year. Joe Burrow was playing great, and they had a couple you know, key pieces, obviously Jamar Chase and that, and all of a sudden, there you go, boom. And the, and the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Like You can sit there and say whatever you want about the Packers matter, right yeah. now. Yeah. But if you told me that they want that the Packers get in the playoffs and won a couple games, I would not be I would not be surprised at all. Speaking of the Bengals, I think our friend Leo Collins is out for the done. season. Yes, yeah. so torn ACL, yeah, so, and MCL. So he's oh, out for the season. Well, you know, also a big loss too is is Lane, how long will Lane Johnson, Johnson be yeah. out? Mm-hmm. Because, well, he's supposed to come back in the playoffs. Okay, but is how healthy is he going to be? The only reason I'm bringing this up is because you, as we all do, follow. Eagles writers on Twitter, <laughs> and they talk about how that team is like night and day. Oh yeah, no, with, with, him, with him, without him, yeah. Without him. yeah. yeah. No, no, which that, is something that I, I didn't really. Obviously, I know he's he's a great player and all that, but I didn't. You know, this, this weekend's game gonna be interesting. The Saints will still have something to play for. Right, you still have your backup quarterback, no Lane Johnson, no Vontae Maddox. Yep. this won't be an easy game for the Eagles. And so that's why the Cowboys need to win and keep keep hope alive. Yeah, keep keep also, hope alive. Keep hope alive. It'd also be interesting to see <laughs> if, if Jalen Hurts plays. How does he play? Is, is, is he is he going to be throwing I more? Is he going to season finale? I will not play him this okay. week. Okay. Okay. Well, then that then that's in, okay. Then that point's interesting too. Then what does that offense look like against the Saints with Gardner Minshew? Right. Was, that's what was I'm this Cowboys game just an outlier that they kept it close? Or is this a really good Eagles team that even Gardner Minshew but looks okay as no, their quarterback? Without Lane Johnson, though, that pass, that's that, 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 going to be yeah. a different team. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to a lot of Eagles people. Without Lane yeah. Johnson, yeah. that offensive line is not the same. And, and Gardner Minshew's defense, 
and you, you haven't really played all year long. And you yeah. go out there and you're going to make some mistakes, which you did. So the ability Two to, days of practice. Right, still yeah. through for 350. Right. Yeah. The ability to clean some things up here and not turn the football over. I just uh, look at that offense. I just don't think very, he'll do it. If, if Lane Johnson's will not, out there. He will not put 300 yards up against the Saints. No, he, he won't. But I'm saying with Lane Johnson out there. That was about the Cowboys And A.J. Brown too. and Devontae <laughs> Smith and Dallas Goddard and My- Miles Sander. We'll just say that, that that Eagles team, when healthy, is very offensive friendly. For my fantasy team. I need Gardner Minshew to get out to you. See, <laughs> there we this go. There it is. On a Cowboys and, podcast. Look at what Eagles or, points. Or I'll be playing uh, Purdy, Brock Purdy against Las Vegas. So Another is. very offensive-friendly team yes. situation. Yeah. So I'll have to figure all that out there. Cowboys are also very offensive-friendly <laughs> situation. Let's, hey, that's the way let, bring it full circle. There, there you let's go. Let's take a there break. When we come back, I, I asked about T.Y. Hilton to uh, Dak Prescott today. And uh, let, let's get into that. And, and possibly could there be more work coming for uh, Jesse Holly lookalike on, on the football field? I did it. Did it. Just like he a, just couldn't help you. They, they don't run alike. <laughs> Quick. Love you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, love you, Jesse. But T.Y. wouldn't have got run down. Ca- Captain Hater. <laughs> <laughs> This is the medium ass oh, on DallasCowboys.com radio. So you're telling me. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboy Insiders give you information. We got John Machota of The Athletic, Kevin Gray, 1053 The Fan, and we got Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram joining us. So, T.Y. Hilton. Had two big plays. We talk about the third and 30 with the 52-yard catch, but also um, on, on a play of fourth down when he ended up calling, getting a P.I. call. Cowboys kept the football here. Um, clearly made an impact. 
Odell Beckham Jr. not coming here, according to Jerry Jones. So T.Y. Hilton is the guy. I asked Dak about could there be more opportunities for him, and he said yes. And that there's obviously some trust uh, going on there. I didn't get in the locker room to talk to T.Y. Did you guys get in with yesterday? Yeah, so yesterday we did. Uh, he played 12 offensive snaps in that game. Obviously very productive for only 12 offensive snaps. He averaged uh, 33 offensive snaps a game last year. So he can obviously handle more. Um, Mike McCarthy said yesterday that the ramping up period's over, that he's ready to go out there and get, but it's about the packages that he's going to be out there for. Um, but I'd say from T.Y., to your point, talking yesterday, I thought the biggest thing that stood out is that on that play he pointed out, and if you go back and watch it, he's absolutely correct, is that he's like, I got multiple gears. I definitely did not hit my fastest <laughs> on that, and he didn't. I, they, they, I think next-gen stats clocked him around 19 miles per hour. He said that he's run up to 22 miles per hour. Now that's probably in his prime a couple years ago or whatnot. And so... But you, if you watch that play over again, it's not like he maxes out on on that play. Um, but one other thing I just want to bring up to you guys that because we were talking about the other day, I think up to this point it's the most memorable play the Cowboys have had this season. I think you can argue mm. the Micah Parsons return touchdown. There's maybe some other. Is there a bigger play when you think of this Cowboys season than that T.Y. Hilton catch? Not just because of 62 yards, air yards, and, 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 and it's his first catch and all that, but middle of the fourth quarter, the Eagles, they needed that, third and 30. You're down seven okay. right. at that point. I think it's it's because of who was against the stakes. Right. I mean, seriously, and, and another play that, that's, that's getting overlooked, the sack on first down. The setup for that was wild. And the yeah, center don't get on the yeah. ball. The game's over. Yeah. Sure. Okay, but you're down. You get two sacks back to back plays. We're thinking the game's over anyway. Yeah. Third and third. There's no play for third and thirty. Right. To to make that play, that catch, it lead to a touchdown. You tie the game and go on to win. That's the biggest play turning point that we've had this season. Yeah. Some other plays, but given the circumstance, the environment, the time, everything that it meant. Maybe the Micah chase down against Detroit. But it's Detroit. Well, I'm it's just saying, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like some of the more seminal moments that Micah, we kind of. And there are a lot of Micahs. It's Micah, yeah. Micah sack fumble yeah. against uh, the, the Vikings to start the game. Micah re- uh, recovering that fumble where Justin Fields jumps over yeah, him and Chicago, doesn't touch yeah. him, and then he returns it back. There's yeah, a lot of Micah plays. But they were leading all those games. This game, they right. were trailing. And the yeah. opponent. And the and opponent, the opponent. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, the play that um, Tank Lawrence made. Was it Houston right there at the goal line? Right. Yeah. That, that was that, I just feel like that was that whole series. Again, he made a huge play. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Watkins made a huge like the whole yeah, defense. It was a great play. That with the play, yeah. but again, they were not trailing that game. Now, what I said yesterday is T.Y.'s catch was the most electrifying play they've had this year. Where, yeah. where that's no question about the, that. The way yeah. the whole crowd. Yeah. It was just. It was. Wow. Because we thought it, everybody thought it was, it was over <laughs> thirty <laughs> thirty. All right. Let me ask you. I didn't this, think then. it was over. I didn't think it was okay. Does it have the same? Effect if it's Michael Gallup, CD, Noah Brown, or does it add to it because it's a first catch of a guy that you just added who's a four-time Pro Bowler that there's you're hoping that you find somebody because the wide receiving core needs help because again like I think if that happens and they have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb like last year I think it's still a big play but I, I feel like that's a position that you want somebody to step up and in that huge moment he steps up. What you wanted him to do? Hey, can you right. use your speed I, to get down it's here? It's a straight go. Let's see what you got. On top, but given that yeah. situation, given the time, the game, the the mood of the situation. And whether you think they would have still won it or not, there was no confidence that defense was going to stop. That was before the two turnovers in the fourth quarter, okay? Yeah. There was no confidence. The Eagles had just driven down the field and scored after you had tied them at 37. And there was no confidence this defense could get another stop. You know at what? At that point in the I game. Didn't, I didn't and it feel also that made. Way. I, I, how, could you not feel that way? Because I watched in Jacksonville. 
And Jackson, and, and Jackson, but Jacksonville went down the field too. But I'm, okay, but in when no, they not, when they about, needed it in Jacksonville, they get the strip of Trevor Lawrence and they give him the ball back with a minute thirty to go. Also, and then in overtime, that was supposed to be a big play. Also, too, a key man. thing in this is that again, going he's just to, being difficult. He's just being man, difficult. Like McCarthy going, said in Jacksonville, he had no confidence in the defense. John, also, John was going, talking. He said that in Jacksonville. John was talking. Be quiet. But also going back to. There's no question Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. And then the fact of what we just talked about earlier, no Lane Johnson. Like, that stuff factors in. Like, you know on that drive it's going to be a lot tougher for them to come down and go that distance because of it's Gardner Minshew and Lane Johnson. Um, also, one other thing about the T.Y. catch. got to the 15, can, can he finish? One of the other thing about the T.Y. catch that stood out to me, too, that I was thinking about the other day is uh, he came up with the catch that Cedric Wilson didn't. Against the Niners. Oh boy! Mm. Did, did it touch Cedric Wilson's hands? No question, it did. Okay, I I, was it a difficult catch? No question. I, I didn't expect him to make it. Well, I didn't expect well, them to convert third and thirty. Well, yeah, I'm but just saying. Is sometimes a Pro Bowler Cedric Wilson is Cedric Wilson. I'm just saying. It's funny that That's, you bring that up because now I'm thinking about what if T. Y. Hilton's on the field against Jacksonville. When you need a throw, who do you start to well, throw the ball to? You throw it to Noah Brown in this situation. I mean, it was just like, nice. It was, it was just nice to know they didn't. We could be done with the Odell Beckham Jr. talk after that catch and the game he had. He had two impactful plays. Like, okay, we have to worry about Odell Beckham. Jr. I think Odell has a factor in that too, though, because even with that game, if Odell was still saying that he wanted to play and doing, you're just not hearing much from Odell's side. I think that's where Jerry well, is no, like, I'm Odell's moving on. Not playing. But I don't think Jerry <laughs> ever wants to close that door completely. But he's forced to now oh, because he would have I mean, added Odell on yeah, top of T.Y. on top of it. Yeah, yeah. you talk about yeah, Cherry on top. Yeah, he would have added Odell on top of T.Y. But no, just I'm sorry, just given the situation, I think to me if this if that had been CD because everybody would love, if, you know people would have been crazy. It would have been a great moment. But but certainly his first catch. But just given the situation, that's 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 potentially could be the turning point, biggest play of the season. I, the reason I brought the CD thing is because we've watched CD all season long. We know he's having a 1,200 yards. We that speaks a, for you don't see T.Y. Hilton play for 10 weeks. I don't care. His first catch. And he's 33 years old, okay? I don't care if it's a guy in his prime. I don't care if it's uh, Brandon Cooks right after they traded for him. But to go out there and make that play in that moment where you're like, I don't really it know is. what we're going to have here. I mean, there's just a lot to and, that. And, and again, that's what, and that's what we're talking about. You can't coach speed. You talk about the 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 pass interference penalty he had on Slay. I mean, this is on Slay. I mean, yeah. you know. On a fourth down. We've talked about too, how yeah. Mark, all these guys have trouble with Slay. The speed kills. Speed, speed don't have trouble with Slay. Who was uh, preparing T.Y. Hilton when he wasn't working with the team? You know, that's the funny part about it. We're just talking and. You know, you know, Ti. You know, the great thing about Ty, and they've talked about it, how smart he is, but how in shape he is. We talked about this ramp up. This guy needs to ramp up. And this, he's thirty three years old. He hasn't played all season. You want to be have him on a pitch count. But you know, Mike McCarthy said, you know, the ramp up is over. This guy's ready to go. He's healthy, ready to go, and in great shape. You know, he says it doesn't take me much to get in shape. But so he must like, be who, working with who, NFL quarterbacks, who, right? Who's been throwing passes to you? His dad. His dad. <laughs> his dad. And the, and this Uncle is, Rico, dad, like Uncle Rico. <laughs> but that's that. It's his dad. And it's funny because they were like, "How old is your dad?" Oh, he's up there. He's up there. He's sixty-one. I'm like, yeah, "That ain't old, man." You felt the You felt the way. But I'm just saying, six, right when there, you get right when you, you get guys there, are high it school again. It, it, it ain't that old. It you ain't that old. Fresh from senior. I can still sling it. I can still sling it. Sixty yards, get him ready for that. I mean, the practice field out there. You got. Listen, I'm just saying. But his dad was. He just, you know, I wouldn't told Tad Prescott. I told David Moore. I said, "Y'all, y'all never guess what." 
T.Y. just said. He said, yeah. yo, his dad's up there. He's 61, you know, dad Dave Moore. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there. And, I, and the funny thing about it, it's just, it just, it's all about perspective because Theoretically, he's old for NFL. He's an old receiver. Imagine you know? being old at 33. I wow. know. That's just how to <laughs> – it's all about per- perspectives and point of views. But, yeah, he's old as a receiver. So, T.Y. with the opportunity to um, go to Tennessee and keep going. So, I, I look for him to get uh, to get some more plays out there. Let's take our, our second break. What do we expect Tennessee to do? And how do the Cowboys counter it as they get ready to face them Thursday night Three games in 12 days. We'll do it next with John Machota, Kevin Gray, Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash right here on a Tuesday short week. Cowboys play Thursday in Nashville, Tennessee. Our insiders all on their phone gathering information for us. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan, and John Machota, The Athletic. I'm Louis Scruggs. All right, guys. How do they handle this game? It looks like Tennessee is not going to play anybody. Uh, Derek Henry's uh, nursing, not exactly what they what Tennessee called it on the injury report there. Um, he was a calf. I was going to say something with wrong. a leg. But... Uh, Tennessee's the whole everything rides on next week's game against Jacksonville, so they've got nothing to play for this week, and may treat it such as a preseason game. So, how do the Cowboys go about? It's this? a hip, and he was limited today. Sorry, go. Okay, hip okay. limited hip. today. Uh, Connected uh, to the back. Hey now, hey now, Ke- Kevin. How do you how do you handle <laughs> this? How do you handle this if you're the Cowboys? It's funny, uh, you know, you mentioned it because I was thinking about this yesterday. You know. If you're the Cowboys, you should be able to handle this thing in three quarters. I should not have to see Dak, Zeke, CD. You should be able to handle this in three quarters and get a comfortable lead, 
play like you normally want to play, continue to build your rhythm, and then – See, no NBA game, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's the point here, though. I mean, you're playing it, but it sounds like Tennessee is going to be playing a bunch of guys that don't necessarily, you know, normally play. So handle your business in your first three quarters and have guys be able to sit. Like, you should be able to be comfortably up going into the fourth quarter and where guys can be able to rest. Said that against Houston. Yeah, this is a big Malik. I mean, this is, I want to yeah. see what they're going to do against Malik But Houston Willis. played their actual starters. I don't think Tennessee's really going to do much of that. So they'll play Thursday. Malik Willis, you know, their young quarterback. He's never completed more than 14 passes in a game. He's, he's never passed more than 99 yards in a game. Yeah. That was had, last week. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. He's got three interceptions. He's started three games. And, I mean, he's he's a runner, but even then, he's not like he's not running for – he had eight eight carries for 40 yards. He's not Jalen Hurts. In one game. He had seven carries for 43 yards and a touchdown last week. So there is a little bit of that. I could see some similarities to what Houston did to try and, you know – Keep keep the Cowboys off balance, but I just ultimately got don't good, see how they're going to have enough to win that yeah, game. Yeah, they got a good run defense. Their pass defense is ranked 31st in the league. So let that cook. Okay. I wonder from Tennessee, do they play Josh Dobbs a little bit on Thursday as well? As they get ready to take on Jacksonville. Hmm. We saw Houston with the two-quarterback thing, what they did. Does Josh Dobbs maybe get a little action on Thursday? Yeah, but the difference with those two quarterbacks were Houston where there were two different style quarterbacks. Yeah. These are not two different style quarterbacks. I mean, Dobbs could throw the ball a little bit better than but they, But Willis. he's a runner, too, though. Yeah, they, so. They're, they're just, Willis is their future. They're not going to. Yeah. They, they don't, you know, that's a whole different deal. But, uh, I mean, the Cowboys, is, is you talk to the players today and you say, what are the Cowboys going to do? They're going to worry about the Cowboys. Okay, the Cowboys got business they need to take care of. The Titans are taking care of their business, which is week 18. The Cowboys need to take care of their business, which they need to win and start rooting for the Saints on Sunday. But the, but any hopes they have of, the, of division titles starts with them winning right. against the, the Titans. So their primary focus is to win. Win the game. And let the chips fall where they may. You play to win the game. But you, <laughs> but, but you have to win. And I also think it, it would benefit them to win this game, regardless of who the Titans are playing, because of the fact of, let's just be honest, this team's going to be playing road playoff games. Yeah. Win yeah. on the road. The road has not been kind to them this year. That What are they, 500 on the road? They're 8-1 at home? I mean, I know that they're going to be playing teams better than the Titans just, in the playoffs, with, but but you need to win on the road. Just stay away from overtime road games. You'll be all right. Well, <laughs> you say you say that you know to avoid that. But right. In one game they're up by seventeen with three minutes going to third. Yeah. Another game they're up by fourteen in the fourth quarter. I mean that's kind of where you'd want to be. Yeah. You know. So we, we gonna had it right these, where you want it. These games are gonna pay dividends for us later. It's gonna pay dividends. We're gonna reach back in our memory bank later on in the playoffs and. And, and hopefully not lose like we did before. It's funny because that Packers game, you keep looking at the schedule. That's, <laughs> to me, that's dividends. the game that's still dividends. haunting yeah. The Packers game. For sure. We're going to use this. We're going to yeah. use use everything. Use all your experiences. Because imagine you win that Packers game. You win that Packers game you know, where you are right now. Huh? Yeah. You know. All I need to hear from McCarthy is he goes into the Al Pacino. The inches we need are all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You look over here, you'll see a guy that'll go that inch. But you can buy into that if they actually win in the postseason. But if they don't, we'll be bringing this stuff back up. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I'm, they I don't have, as of right now, especially after what happened last week, and then you got the injuries of Jalen Hurts, the failure in Jacksonville is a colossal blunder. And Green Bay. Right. <laughs> but Green Bay is fine. That's done. Okay? Right. But you're making right now. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Jacksonville I, I right know, there. Yeah. I know this and man. And then Jalen Hurts gets hurt, 
You got a chance. You're talking to about win the again. timing of it all. Yeah, the timing of it. I know if this you man. Win, if you beat Jacksonville, you're one game back right now. I know this yeah. man, and I know his reporting style. <laughs> if they are in the divisional round or wherever at San Francisco, wherever it's at, and they win in overtime. His story will have something about how they lost in overtime in this game and this game, but they learned from it. Well, that, yes, it will. I mean, but it, that's a natural progression. But obviously, <laughs> if they don't, <laughs> you can naturally connect those dots. But right. if they don't win, right. we're going to say they can't they get didn't it done from, They, they didn't learn from their mistakes. <laughs> they can't get it done. But, but, but again, no, seriously, the Jacksonville loss is, is looming. I mean, you can say what you want about Green Bay. That, that was a month ago. Right now, in, in the Jacksonville loss, what you had a chance to do, I mean, we're talking about home field advantage throughout the playoffs, not just talking about division title. Because if they can lose out, Vikings most likely going to be home field advantage. So that's that's really off the table. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about home field advantage throughout the playoffs, you know, maybe some more games in the sun, you know, with the sunlight, with you know, no curtains and stuff like that. But if Philadelphia <laughs> wins those last two games, does it really matter if they win if they won the Jacksonville game or not? Because you weren't going to have home no, field. You're still going to be the No, if Philadelphia wins, but one point is, you would have been one game back, and, and really it's more realistic that with, with Jalen Hurts out, yeah. the Eagles could lose one they of these next two games. They could. If not both of them, especially with, with Lane Johnson. I'm out. looking at like a seven, eight-point spread on this game on Sunday. I understand that. <laughs> I don't know about that one. And all, you want is, all you want is a chance. The Giants game, right? listen. I'm the, listening. The Giants are, you know, playoff bound. They still got stuff to play for themselves, yeah. I'll be I'll, six and a half. The Eagles are favored by six and a half over the Saints. Touch. I'll be surprised if they touch these two games. I they think touch. they went out. Well, I mean, that's, that's fine. Then you rest against Washington. Yeah. And get fair. ready for the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's funny you keep bringing up, you know, the Green Bay loss that was a month ago. What we were just talking about earlier, the Packers are in position to possibly make the playoffs. You beat the Packers, maybe you don't have a chance to see them in the playoffs. Like, it all kind of goes cyclical in this way. Okay, my thing is this. You can say what you will about the Packers game. The Packers won that game. They did. Jacksonville took the Cowboys. It from no, the no. Cowboys blew the Jacksonville game. Could you not say the same against Green Bay? And, no, and because in the second half, it wasn't like it was a turnover. Okay, Dak had a turnover in the first half. Then he let you three straight scores. You had a double digit lead. Jacksonville. I mean, Green Bay made plays. Aaron Rodgers played great. You know, they didn't get the quarterback. They made plays. Jacksonville. You have a fourth quarter lead. It was the turnover in overtime. You're you're driving for the game winning field goal. You know, you you, you catch the ball right here, you're fifteen yards away from from, from, from field goal range. And the inability Th- that was a blown game more so than Jacksonville. And the yeah. ability to close them out when you get the ball back after turnover a minute thirty six yeah. seconds. Yeah, Your you had the chance to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is in, in, in the three of us were in the locker room against Green Bay. We kept hearing about We'll learn from this. We'll be better for our mistakes. And here you are, Jacksonville, doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. That that part of it was very surprising. That game surprising. is much bigger than Green Bay. Very surprising. The Green Bay thing, okay, it happened, but you didn't learn. You found yourself in the same thing. But to me, and, and John and I were standing on the, si- on the sidelines, you see the turnover happen. We're looking, because we're on the Jacksonville sideline. You just look over there. Jacksonville's defeated. We lost. We lost. Fans are there. Lost. Like Here, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we we come close, so we can't close the show. And then you have a twenty-seven second drive by the Cowboys, and they go down the field, kick the you know go down go down here, kick the field goal, take it to overtime, and then the defense stops Jacksonville in overtime. You got the ball, time to go win. And next thing you know, Michelle and I are watching homeboy run down the field, and <laughs> then John's you know John got the phone out, got video ready, oh, yeah. got ready. 
You know, like Listen, a paparazzi guy. He's already ready to go. It was, it was something. They were popping fireworks. They had a fireworks show after the game. <laughs> Oh, Super Bowl. When I got back to my hotel, it, it led all their news ca- coverage at night. I all bet their it local did. news coverage. Um, my hotel was terrible. I'd say the two things though that I'll go back <laughs> to. Let's look out with folks. Was, what hotel allows you to bring your boombox into the lobby? Oh, was, hold up, hold up, hold up. You were staying at a hotel in Jacksonville full of Cowboys fans. Clarence and I stayed at the hotel that was the team hotel for the Jaguars. And it was basically the Jacksonville Jaguars and then all Cowboys fans. No, the Cowboys fans <laughs> took over. It was a big Cowboy fan roundup. There was no, when I left in the morning to go to the stadium, there was no Jags fans standing out there with their pennant, like just waiting to see Trevor Lawrence off. There was nobody. It was all Cowboys fans. No. The one thing I was going to say about those two games, though, that will stand out to me, those two losses, is the before those games – you had nothing from Zay Jones. Before those games, you had nothing from Christian Watson. And then all of a sudden, they just had these monster games that you're just kind of like... It Chris, made you Christian start... Watson's been balling ever since, though. Ever since. He's been balling. Ever since. But he, before he that, it's not a small sample. So I they didn't play him in week three. They got a, rec- um, they got a rookie receiver that can play. I'm just saying there was things in those games lose. where it made you start thinking, like, maybe the secondary... Because that's the thing I keep coming back to, and I'm interested to hear your guys' take on this. One one sack in the last three games. So okay, they're getting the ball out quick in that. Okay, so that you're not you're neutralizing the pass okay. rush. Shouldn't other parts of the defense be stepping up, taking advantage of that situation? Don't you want the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands quickly? You talk about Jacksonville. You talk no about double Green. moves if you get the ball out quickly. Talk about Jacksonville. Talk about Green Bay. You also talk about Kelvin Joseph. And, and and his inability to do his job. He wasn't on the field on on and, Saturday. And they they replaced him Saturday and. You know, look. I thought Nation Wright was pretty good, actually. It was solid. But you know, I like, think like got I said, late. Philadelphia's yeah, got some good receivers, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they got pretty good, pretty good receivers. <laughs> Who? Philadelphia. And so does Jacksonville. But let's be honest. I mean, Jacksonville didn't have no trash out there. But, and again, I, I hear what you're saying, but. You're not concerned about the secondary. I'm concerned, yes. Yes. but I, I do yes. like I do like Bland. And the run game. And I do oh, like sure. Bland. Because like I, like, I, I, like I always tell people. You keeping them on the outside. Get, the your, the get your licks too, okay? You know, you're gonna get some licks, okay? Yeah. You're gonna get some licks at defense you back. You're gonna get some licks. <laughs> licks. Get your licks too. Get your lick back. Deron Bland gets his lick back, okay? He got five picks as a rookie. Yeah. You know, Impressive. he's he's not far off the, the league leading interceptions. You know, get your lick back. He gets his lick back. You know, we got that. We got, we got, we got corners. No, seriously. Before Diggs showed, listen, I've been covering. He's got a shirt. It's already made. I've been covering this team a long time. Before Diggs showed up, they never got their lick back. You know, you talk about Byron Jones. They never took the ball away. Right. Awuzier, Scandrick, my boy. They could not catch. Yeah. They never got their lick back. Now you got guys getting their lick back. Text Scandrick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get your link Brandon back. Get your, I need somebody that's going to make some Brandon plays, too. You, you keeping him on the outside some, for the rest of the season? I, he's, he's definitely my outside corner next season. Mm. Clarence said you never. <laughs> yeah. You um, got your Live text Miller. play by play. You say that, but get there's, your a, back. There's, a lot, there's a lot on, that has to unfold in the next few months. I mean, I think they're going to make a significant play for some type of a corner, whether it be early in the draft or something. Oh, I mean, Bland, I Bland is outside corner. See, I, I disagree. Bland is outside corner. They got too many other. You got to go D line. They got they got two other positions mm-hmm. to to fill. Got to go D line, man. And you can get you a slot. And if Jordan Lewis is coming back to play the slot, yeah, Bland is outside corner. Okay, so and now you don't need any depth. You just you're going to be all what three are going to be healthy I mean, all you season. Got Joseph, your D line has got, you've got to address Anthony Brown. You got Anthony Brown. Uh, no, Anthony Brown's a free agent pick. and he's well, that's hurt. True. And he won't it be doesn't back. have to be their first yes. round pick. I'm just saying, if they spend a second round pick on a corner. 
You're going to expect that player to play. They need a defensive tackle. On defense. They need a linebacker. Year three of a boss man fat. Who knows? They might need a receiver. (laughs) Look, Tom Landry, I was talking about year three. Parcel talking about year three. Need a receiver. Year two. They no, might be no, year three. They, like year three, they gotta be, show something. They might be drafting a running back. Whole lot thing. You don't need to be taking running backs in the first or second round. I mean, you sure number twenty gonna be back next year? Yes. You yeah, he'll be franchise. They gonna franchise. Yeah, franchise. Yeah. Need to be. Jerry loves him. <laughs> and Jerry loves you. You're not going anywhere. Right. Right. No. No. I'm telling you, D line. Got to get out fixed. Well, he loved Randy Gregory too. Hey, yeah. how's how's Randy yeah, Gregory that, doing? How's he doing? He, he was doing exactly what I thought he was doing. It's funny. Exactly what I thought he was doing. He did not want that suspension clause in the contract. Guess what? He suspended. He suspended. Of course he is. No, I was one of those. When I went up to Denver, told I told my guys in Denver when they had me on, I was like, "You gonna regret this?" I said, "He won't get to year three. Oh, we got right. I was like, he was like "No, no." So like, you guys were mad about. it. I said, "No, there were certain people in Dallas Fort Worth mad about it, but not me. They made Randy White, made Randy Gregory out to be Randy White. I'm like, he's he's always got." Issues, whether he's hurt, but they were still ready play. to give him seventy million dollars. This You're team right. was they, still ready to they, give him seventy re- million dollars, and they were ready to pay. They were ready. They were ready to give it to him. You're right. There's no question they wanted to keep him. Yeah. Okay, but Randy got in his own way. You know, as Bill Parcells said, if, if it's always you, if it's always someone, it's always you. No, Randy Gregory's a guy that they. I when I heard that he always, you know, they reached out for seventy million. I was like, really? <laughs> He's not worth it. He's not worth it. And the other story of it was, and it came from a lot of people at your station, they were rooting for Randy Gregory for all of his off-the-field stuff. And to me, the off-the-field stuff had nothing to do on the field. On the football field, yeah, he has some talent, but the talent didn't overweigh the fact that he missed so many games and there was always other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And in Denver, they don't care about his story in Denver. They don't yeah. care about That's the yeah. same thing with Josh Hamilton, left the Rangers and went out there to the Angels. Dudes didn't care about your story. You got $125 million, They want production. These people are looking at $70 million from Randy Gregory. They're not seeing a production. So you got Russ letting everybody down. Then you got Randy Gregory letting everybody down. And you know what? The, the punch on the field, don't tell me that didn't factor in a hack of getting, getting let go, too. They're just like, man, what are we, what are we doing? That's probably second, though, behind Yeah, the, the whole ripping thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, the whole the whole 51 points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's to, uh, um, 50, from Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 51 points to a four-win football team. You're that Baker um, piece. I want to ask you a question because, you know, I was, I was saying this after the game, and I don't know what Baker making final stats were. That, that person got NFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week, or is it Baker Mayfield? Uh, I mean, it should be Dak Prescott. I would think so. I thought that he should be I mean, been a favorite in the it's, clubhouse. It's yeah. the Broncos, dude. <laughs> it's the Broncos. It should be. <laughs> but, but people have a love affair with the Baker, you know, story. And, you know. Uh, is that your Texas bias? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not older. my Texas bias. I'm just trying to tell you, just like two weeks ago, everybody yeah. was talking about we were, we were comparing the comebacks, and everybody was giving Baker credit for for coming back against the, the, the sorry, was it the Raiders they beat? What did they come back against? Yeah, he played, yeah. had one drive the whole game. You know, but I mean, it was kind of wild that he got off the bus like 30 seconds before that, and then <laughs> not to say that the 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 two are compared, but it was just no, it was, it was the Colts. I yeah. guess he beat the Colts. The Colts it was the Colts. Yeah, it was yeah. the Colts. It was, I mean, the Colts who lost to you know, uh, no, it was Raiders. The Raiders lost Raiders. to Jeff Saturday right. after two, three days, and, oh, and that's Baker, right. And the Raiders, yeah. Dak's game's more impressive. This okay, yeah. Baker was 24 of 28 for 230 with two touchdowns. I mean, obviously, a really good and game. The Rams' defense was really good that game. They had to yeah. pick six, seven things. Yeah. So I, I would, if you're basing it between those two, it's I, 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 yeah. it should be. Yeah. I mean, that pick six early, 
I mean, obviously that's a big play. That's a big play. But if you take that out, I mean, he that's, was damn near perfect. Yeah, that, after was after after that was over with. That was curious. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think more. That was just Josh Sweat, floor shake guy, just making big plays. That's just what they do. Sorry, go on. He, he was long. That's that's he couldn't help himself. He was waiting. Dude didn't have to jump. He just reached his arms though. He didn't really, he didn't really well, jump. Make a play. If that ball is two inches higher, Dalton oh, Schultz is still running, man. Still running right he, now. Oh, stop it. He's not running to the end zone. Stop. Uh, he's he running a little further than what he got. Okay, but he's not still running. <laughs> just saying. Still running. Why are you hiding? I know what you're <laughs> speaking of. He got wind speed. Okay? What do we got going he on over here with his candy canes and peppermint bark? He got wind speed. I mean, hey. He got this snacks. Is a, this is a great time to end the show. So thank <laughs> you for having the show. That's Kevin Gray, Claire Seal. I'm Dewey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, because travel day tomorrow, game on Thursday. So Tuesday, Media Mash right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!